That's a good band name. Which I'm sure exists. Call to action probably yeah. does. I have like a million Almost people. certainly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the, the social media stuff? Yeah, social uh, media is all the social. You want to go first? What's your favorite social? <laughs> oh. uh, I tried TikTok. Say sucks. Friendster. Say Friendster. Friendster. Um, I, I don't know. I guess Instagram. Insta. It's okay. What is your Instagram? It's adambrooks.us because there's some other dude. <laughs> That has the oh yeah. should we kill him? Got to get that should guy. Kill him? I, think I don't he's think he's like an author helps. that that's pretty successful. So mm, shit. probably not a good idea. Oh, well. Yeah, Betty writes what? books on crap. It's crap. Fucking <laughs> yeah. What are he's asshole? Hate, hate what are all guy. of your socials? Then? Why is he? Happy They're all basically like that. that. You remind us. Adam Brooks with an E. B R O O K E. S. Dot <laughs> U.S. in most cases. Are you not actually Adam Brooks? Is this <laughs> some kind of is con? <laughs> you don't know how to spell your own be, name. You couldn't be here tonight. So uh, how do I spell instead. it? It's B. <laughs> oh, crap. Shit. <laughs> and After playing music, even like a little thing like this, it's like I'm out of my head a little. Yeah. yeah. You know I, mean? I hear you. Like, it doesn't matter. Rush. Yeah. It doesn't matter how big or small. I know. It's always Stress. like after a show, the first person that comes up to me on like after I'm done performing yeah. I never have anything to say to that person no. I need a solid five minutes and you're like they're like great show and I'm like yeah yeah uh-huh yeah who are you what <laughs> what is this place <laughs> I'm gonna start a timer and from now on when I want to talk to you I'll be like five four yeah yeah just give three, it five minutes give it five two, minutes I can talk to Jason now yeah um, Leanne, what is, what is what are your socials? Favorite. Favorite Where, first, I guess. What's my favorite social? Yeah. Or his question. Oh. Um, Friendster. Friendster. Like, related to music or just like a place to... Corey's like, Whatever you want. Corey's rules. I've been really enjoying Reddit lately, but nice. I know that has, which, but that has nothing which to do with my Reddit? band. Which uh Where uh, are you? Are we ele- uh, kids are effing stupid. <laughs> so yeah, ask if you can swear. Noise. Yeah, I was about to ask. The kids are fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And also, um, oddly satisfying. Mm. It's mm. that's quite a nice subreddit. Mm. But uh, related to New Spell, my favorite one is Instagram. Um, but we're everywhere at New Spell Music. Now, why do you guys pick Instagram? I'm curious because I feel like a lot of musicians Ooh. don't, right? Don't they pick Facebook or? Um, I mean, you have to do all of it. But yeah, like, yeah, I know, but like. I like Instagram because it's engagement. Yeah, it's good. That's where yeah, the people are. Engagement, engagement is good. Yeah, much better than Facebook. What do you want? Facebook. <laughs> you know, it's different crowds these days. Like, yeah. if yeah. I want my mom to see something, I'll post it on Facebook. If yeah. I if I want like music people to see it, uh, it's either Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, you know, I downloaded I TikTok know. because people kept saying it's where the people you are. Love and it's like it's where the I kids are. It. What is TikTok? What's it. the it's TikTok? not for you. You're too old. It's it. not for you. Well, but it people kept saying it's the best way to get discovered, and it's, I downloaded it. And I'm like, ah, it, 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 that is correct. Uh, actually, what is TikTok? I don't even know what it is. It's do you know musically? Jason, Jason only knows electronic music. It's like Vine, but the new Vine. <laughs> I think it's shorter than Vine or longer. I don't it's, know. It's yeah. like 15 it's seconds. It's short video. Yeah. Shorter short video. Than Vine. The yeah. gist of them aren't, aren't short. It's longer. Though, right? Are no, it's only short? 15 seconds, oh, I think. Okay. It's like around 15 seconds, hmm. yeah. The gist of what I figured out is that like, you create content, and then people can mess with your content and make yeah. new content, and then it's just oh. this, this organic it's thing that keeps going and going and going. Yeah. That new content is created based on old content. 
Huh. A lot of music gets broke by the. Yeah, I don't know about it. I just got to get the algorithm. Cool. Right. I love I it when people mutate my content. Mutate. That's super Yeah, fun. that could go in know. one of two directions, right? <laughs> like someone could take it and be like, this sucks. Yeah. And like make fun of you. It probably won't go viral. Well, that might go viral if it's funny. So just in case. Wait, hold on. Take a take a different picture. <laughs> I did not know that there was a picture. I was trying to take a candid photo. Yeah, and yeah, I made just, a really this horrible is what we face. Do. <laughs> Let's Let's see I'll just take a candid photo. <laughs> anyway, this has been the Mission Music Podcast. Yeah. Soon to be Mutiny changed. Radio. Yeah. Uh, I'm your co-host Stefan Aronson from Balance Breakfast. <laughs> I'm I'm Jason from Great Highway. We're not going to play. I it. am Corey. Corey, from oh, you're from Great High. Silence, no, I'm yeah. no good. Aren't we gonna play? A, uh, oh, you, you're, you're cute. You're all back. What about your Columbia thing? I can you suck at this behind the scenes stuff. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> we're breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. It's okay. Oh, we're hey, why are we gonna plug in your song? Plug in your music. Y- you can't plug it just, in. Just plug don't. It don't. In. I'm too tired. Am I good singer? <laughs> no. Hey, aren't we gonna? It's been great having you guys here. Yeah. It's been hey. great to be here. Thanks we're for having we, me. We oh, hope Lord. you'll come to our show. You, when on is your show? Yes, please. Dece- yeah. When's your show and where? December seventh. Elbow Room, Jack London in Oakland with uh, New Spell, Adam Brooks, um, Bells Bells Rang, and Donnie Service and the Prowlers doing a a set that will honor our our friends in Intro Flirt and Ghost of Lightning. Nice. Cool. Awesome. That's a Saturday, right? Saturday, December 7th. Be there. Nice. Or be there. There's be no there. Option. There's no <laughs> option now. Yeah. yeah, you've heard it. Nice. Well, thanks for thanks for being on our show. We've enjoyed it very much. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for having us.
or a texture or a temperature. It doesn't have to make any sense. Just really noticing where the judgment lives. If it's more on the left or more on the right, is it in the center, the front or the back? What's its density? Like a gas or a liquid or a solid? And I'm wondering, as you become aware of this self-judgment or criticism or perfectionism in your body, and as I use those different terms, self-criticism or perfectionism, see if you can notice if there's any shift in your awareness of where it lives in your body. Does it grow or change or do you notice it? in another place in your body that you want.
Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. It's an acronym. Our show is called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Give me an L. Give me a W. L. What is that? W. L. Give me an F. A. L. F. Give me an L. L. O. Actually, we're just going to watch a movie on YouTube. We want you to listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time. And if this really floats your boat, we would love it for you to subscribe to our podcast. Our name is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl, give me an L. L. Give me a W. Give me a W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Oh, damn it. That's the second time. Didn't I tell you the rules? I have to start all over. Listen, the reason the multiple for me is that the first time it's all right. Anyway, so what we were going to do is that you're going to listen to the podcast and watch the movie on YouTube. Carl, what's the movie today? Today we are watching The Jerk 2. It is The Jerk, comma, T-O-O, 1984, in parentheses. We like... Oh, I never... Yeah. We like the publisher Deranged Visions. If you search for The Jerk, comma, T-O-O, you will find Nightmare Matinee, The Jerk 2, 1984... Publisher Deranged Visions, or or channel, I should say. Well, that channel is terrific. This guy really loves movies. And uh, I do see a couple of YouTube channels where not only do they put as many movies as possible, but they kind of make them a matinee because they'll show, you know, they'll post it at certain times. Uh-huh. So this guy, if you have a couple of movies, check out his uh, the videos on his channel. They're fantastic. Uh, you know what? I'm going to subscribe right now. Click. Wow. It's a loud mouth, huh? Yeah. Well, I'll say, hey, Carl, all right, well, ladies and gentlemen, we want you to uh, go ahead and click the link, Nightmare Matinee, The Jerk 2, 1984, from our dear friends, Deranged Visions. Hit pause. Once you get to it, move that slider to the left so you're at zero, zero, zero. We also want you to subscribe to our Twitter feed, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Hello, I'm Ellen. Join us on Facebook at Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. <laughs> and uh, that's, I think that's all the promo I got. We Oh, I should mention, if you don't have the patience to wait for this to drop every Sunday afternoon and evening on, on your podcast feed, listen to it first. This show streams first on mutinyradio.fm, thanks to the greatest station manager yes. in the world, Bam Gen, uh, Benjamin. And we want you to... Before we start the movie, this is our only ad. Go to Venmo and donate money to Muni Radio at Muni Radio. Okay, so uh, normally uh, I'm actually very excited to bring up uh, a gentleman who will count down. Uh, yeah, Countdown King himself, the maestro of descending numerals. When it comes to multiples of three, he is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Paul Brumbaugh, host of the show before us. Paul's not here right now, but will you please welcome in his place the Paul Brumbot. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumbot. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumbot. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumbot. And now, what you've all been waiting for, Master of the Descending Numerals. The Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome, 
Mr. Paul Brumbaugh. All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Very excited. Wow, it just go, kicks right off into the credits. Because it's TV. It was be over TV. I know. I saw this in 84. This was kind of a special thing. Look at all the stars. Ray Winston, that weird kooky guy. <laughs> now, doesn't he look like the guy, our friend from the Annihilators, Bud the Chud? Yeah, he does look like Bud the Chud a bit. But like if Marty Feldman yeah. and Bud the Chud had a baby. I saw Bud the Chud on the TV pilot for the television version of Blazing Saddles that came out in 1974. Garrett, whatever his name is. So he's been he's been no stranger on television. This yep. was a weird thing. This is one I I don't really see this happen that, as much. Even though we live in a streaming world where movies become TV series, yes. this is a direct sequel that premiered on television. Right. It's not really a sequel. It's like a reworking of the jerk. It's like a different story. And it was executive produced by Steve Martin. Well, what does that mean? It means he was looking to make a TV, you know, just make some money off of a concept. He didn't have to do anything, you know. And I just want to say that the the song, you know, the theme song, who's that guy who wrote Short People Got No Reason? Oh. Yeah. My dad, Randy Spiegelman. He was big for a short time, and what they were trying to do is bite off that fame by making a song that really sounds like he wrote it. Oh, come on. There must have been another L.A. white guy like Granny Newman. I love L.A. We love it. I'm I'm being ironic. Don't take it at face value. (laughs) Now, this is Navin Johnson, just like the original movie, and he is so dumb He'll believe anything, and that's what these kids outside the window were saying. They had he was collecting eggs and thanking each chicken individually, and they did a painted softball. And he's like, "You won't believe uh, the egg that just came out of here!" And they they put it, you know. Now there's been writing a story about the bull, this horrible bull, and how he has nasal congestion. And would you please go blow his nose? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm only laughing because I fell for that once, you know, and I was in Newark, which is the worst part. Now, what was I even unbelievable about this movie is that he would be so dumb. Now, Steve Martin, he pulled it off. Yeah. But this guy is just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Why do you think Steve Martin pulled it off in The Jerk? He pulled it. He pulled a lot in the jerk. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> jerk off. Uh, he was what? believable as what a dummy, you, you know. Um, what's a good example? Like the butler comes and says, "There are people from charities here," and he's like, "No, send them away. There's mu- many people much more deserving than me." And he goes, "No, yeah. sir. They want you to give money." And Steve Martin, like he thinks about it, he goes, "Oh." Okay, like it's believable he's that dumb. This guy doesn't pull it off like Steve did. Gotcha. Also, Steve didn't hang out with children. The Nathan that I know from the theater would not befriend children. 
Well, there was that one child Bernadette Peters was uh, being the babysitter for. Right, I guess so. Okay, so what? Okay, right. this guy is Harold, his brother, and we know him from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, right, Lamont. Yeah, um, Shock Cinema, which we saw in the movie Grindhouse, is one of the uh, movie uh, magazines at the at the Big Red or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a great interview with him, and he talked about all his uh, uh, films. Hero is not a, uh, hero is another word for sandwich or uh-huh. or something like that. Space. That was interesting. It's the pretty- Karate Kid. Yeah. His name's Larry B. Scott, and he really is only here in the beginning. Well, he was making he was making some some stardom with Revenge of the Nerds back then, right? Yeah. And now it's eighty-three. Now, what we learned with the bull is that Naven is very good with animals. Like hostile animals will not attack him. That's what we learned, and that'll play out throughout the movies. Now we're going to learn that he's really good at cards, shuffling them, and like Just right like, there, uh, Martin. He was like, um, there's one card missing from the deck. He goes, well, what card is it? And he flips through them and he goes, Ace of Diamonds, and his father produces it. Ah, that's pretty good. You think these are stunt hands? Yes, I definitely think these are stunt hands. Look at that shuffling. All right, the queen's in that pile. Fuck. <laughs> you know, the, the trick to three-card Monty is that you're eventually going to win. So you just keep losing, and then, you, you you know, you let it ride. Oh. And then eventually you'll pick the queen. Yeah. That is sound advice. Here, allow, me, allow me to demonstrate. Now, there was a guy on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood who was Mr. McFeely, the delivery person, and this guy's trying to be Mr. McFeely. Right. He's even, you know, putting on his affect and everything. Right, well, Pepper's Farm remembers. <laughs> exactly. Now, he just kissed him on the cheek, by the way. He was waiting for a letter from his pen pal. Now, he's been pen pals with this girl since the sixth grade, She's out in California. God, this is too much plot. Already, this movie is just like firing at full cylinders. Yes. You know, one, one, one thing about the jerk is that it does, it does walk a very thin line between just outrageous and offensive. And, you know, the opening family bit, I don't think, it's not a question that it can't be done today. I don't think anyone could pull it off. Like, they, they pulled it off, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, so it's worth to see. The, yeah, there's talented actors out there that could be, like, um, remember that guy we like who was um, Corey something pet detective? No, that wasn't it. Oh, uh, yeah, Jim Carrey. Love no, him. No, um, not him. Jim Carrey could have pulled it off in his uh, when he started. Um, yeah, but. Uh, there, there's actors out there that could do it. This guy cannot do it. This guy was famous for being on Fridays, if you remember that show. Yes, which, by the way, if you are a streaming meister, you can watch it. You can get Tubi, T-U-B-I, and you can, or Pluto. I think it's one, Tubi or Pluto. Uh-huh. They have the complete season of Fridays. And I watched them on a great episode. 
So, as you know, Fridays was a ripoff of Saturday Night Live, and it had Larry That's true. David, That's fair. And it had Michael Richards. And it was a Los Angeles version. So they aired it live at 8.30 p.m. Los Angeles time. Mm-hmm. And us little kids in the East Coast saw it live at 11.30. I, Andy Kaufman showed up, and he broke character, and he got angry, and he got into a fight with Michael Richards on the stage. And uh, there were no one was informed that he was going to do it. And it was a big deal, and it's in the movie Man on the Moon. But what is very little known is that Andy Kaufman returned to Fridays and on the opening of the third season, which is available on TV. I keep bringing this up because The Jerk 2 was on it, and The oh. Jerk 2 played a a druggist, a, a pharmacist right. who's kind of popping pills. Yeah, and he's screaming, he's yelling at the Space Invaders machine, and he's like, you know, Michael Richards shows up in drag, and he's going nuts. It ends. There's a commercial break, and Andy Kaufman comes out to present the musical guest, The Pretenders. Uh-huh. And he goes, uh, before I bring him up, I just want to talk about that last sketch. Uh, drugs are bad. They're a crutch. You know, they numb the pain. And he proceeds to talk about drugs, uh, the dangers of drugs, and how that sketch was wrong so long that they had they never got to The Pretenders. They had to cut to a commercial. <laughs> Boy, that Andy and Somebody else. Yeah, he goes, someone goes, rock and roll. He goes, yeah, I know, it's entertainment, but I just want to be clear that, you know, drugs are not good. So, yeah, Andy Kaufman. And then the pretenders, so my brother and I saw that back in 1980 or whenever it aired, and uh, we thought it was the police, to be honest with you, but uh, we were shocked, and no one really brings up that stunt he did. I watched the rest of the episode, and the pretenders show up and perform four times, so don't worry about the pretenders. And Andy Kaufman, that was about it. You know, he he pretended he was married, he was born again, and he married a, a gospel singer, and they sang a song together. <laughs> but yeah, that guy was the the pharmacist. Oh, so they're reenacting the racist parts in uh, the jerk one right now. Okay, so that's really interesting. You say that you call it racist, but I don't know. I think he was trying to make a joke. Like I was born a poor black child. Obviously, he wasn't. He's right. a white person. So that's the joke. I'm not but, sure why it's racist. No. But no, that's the thing. The, the reason why I think it's so good is that he, he commits to the joke. You know, he actually, you know, the joke is, is in front of us. And that whole speech that the father gives about the difference between shit and Shinola, yeah. and then he steps in the shit is classic. Yeah. I and mean, that's really funny. And then, yeah. It's just believable. You know, if, Na- if our Naven here had done it, um, his name's Mark, by the way. He would have exaggeratedly stepped in the poop. You know what I mean? Like, but they wouldn't show it on TV. Or they make a sound effect. It's really TV. weird about race in this movie. They don't say it directly. He never says, "I was born a poor black child." Later in the script, he's going to show a picture of his family. He's going to get kicked out of a place for it, but they never talk about why. Interesting. Well, it's it's TV, I guess. Yeah. They really, they probably brought it up just because it was in the movie. But now his name is Mark Blankfield, um, and he was in the Incredible Shrinking Woman. You know that one. Um, yeah, I like that one really. He was in Robin Hood Men in Tights, but who wasn't? Um, and you he know how he was on movie. Fridays. Yes, uh, that's probably where I knew from. Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, 
Dracula dead and loving it. I mean, he did his stint. You know, he had his fame, but it pretty much went away in the 80s. He did go on to be in, like, he made an appearance in Night Court. Uh, on the Jamie Foxx show, he made an appearance on Saved by the Bell. Uh, he was on in Arrested Development, which is about the coolest thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm re-watching it. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep a look at. We missed. Uh, okay, let's see. What's her name? It's gosh. We missed a famous actress um, who who was in Bullworth. Who was in? Eh, it's too late. She's passed now. But uh, oh, I'm sorry to hear my condolences. <laughs> she did die. She died in 2001. Her name's Helen Martin. And she's known for Repo Man in 84 and Death Wish in 74. Oh. And she was in House Party 2 and she was in Dr. Hollywood. She's just always like the older um, grandma type black lady. Uh, she's pretty much a stereotype, but but I like her. She's she's um, she always plays her role well. By the way, this turkey leg never acted again. This yeah, is it. it got eaten that day. Okay, so the big comedic point here is Naven wants to know which track will take him to L.A. And so when he finds out, he starts walking the track. Ah. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. See, the thing is, you see how he does it all happy, and I'm proud, and I'm walking. Steve Martin would do it like, like, well, I finally found the track. I don't know. It's believable. <clears throat> all right, now we're hearing a bunch of music played by some hobos and Naven will be curious about that and go over and try to listen to the music. Hobo to go. Yeah. I'm ringing. Hey everybody listening. Uh, it is the AltaCast. Sorry about that. Uh, kind of changed up the situation and I'm going to play a CPCL from Saturday and the Fringe Festival instead. Hey, happy Saturday. We are CPCL Saturday. Choose poetry, choose life. Flat Black Plastic will be at 2 o'clock. But we're going to do some poetry, zooming all the way from Scotland, from Edinburgh, Scotland, also Glasgow. We've got a great show for you today. They're the winners of the Slammy Saturdays that we've been having as part of the Edinburgh Free Fringe on Zoom, and we've been doing them here at Mutiny Radio, and I'm really excited. These are the eight winners from those slams, and they're going to have longer sets today. They're going to be doing nine minutes of poetry. We have our hosts, Aaron Gandon and Andy Talbot, as always, and myself, Pam Benjamin, chilling here in San Francisco. 
So enjoy some music and we're going to get right to this amazing show. I'm, I'm house-sitting on a parade route, and apparently today's the last day of marching season, so I don't know if you can hear it, but there's penny whistles and drums going by. I don't know what the hell. It's been happening all day, so anyways, um, and it's not, and nowhere I go is it, like, less loud than anywhere else in the house, so I what are oh they? God, what are they celebrating? Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna go into that. <laughs> it's Belfast, so it's like a. It's sort of it's 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 to do with Belfast politics. Uh. <laughs> it's not just happening in Belfast, though. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Today. And I'm sure there's a bunch in Glasgow as well. Um, so. Anyway. <laughs> uh. So yeah. So I I put the I put the um the running order in the in the chat, but I'm gonna do it again because I know how what a pain in the ass chat is. So welcome to anybody who hasn't been to CPCL before. Um, I am one, but but one of three hosts. There's myself and um, Pam Benjamin, who is in. I'm in Belfast, as we know. I'm usually in Glasgow. Um, here, I can, you know what? I can show you guys. <laughs> That's the parade. That's happening. That's what we know. 
Um, anyways, so, and then Pam is in San Francisco, and hey. she's broadcasting on her pirate radio station called Mutiny Radio. And then we have from New, well, I think, are you in, well, there's Andy, who is, who has logged in as Holly Jackson. And yeah, I just, I just live her. anywhere now, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here, this is like Durham. You're yeah. in Durham right now, but he's yeah. usually in Newcastle. So yeah. <laughs> um, and so today we are, so first of all, our main rules, don't be a dick. We are a foul-mouthed bunch. Um, we're not too, there's pretty much nothing you can't talk about. Pam and I have been known to talk at length about tampons. Um, <laughs> well, like, we're not really. Absolutely true. Um, totally fair. Okay, so, Erin, how do we sign up for a slot, and are we allowed to share screen? Actually, tonight is our finale from the Slam that we, the Slam series we were doing for the and um, so there are no slots available tonight because everyone who has the winner from a previous. Does that make sense? Yes, I will enjoy uh, watching the program then. Cool. No, no, mute. Yeah, somebody's. Okay. Um. So yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kathy. <laughs> um. So I put. I'm gonna do it again one more time. I don't know. I've just been letting everybody in as we've been going. Uh, I I did put Kim Bila first. I'm not sure if that's okay. <laughs> To open the show, uh, we can have a discussion about that. But when we're not as tight, because unfortunately, one of our contestants, um, Ken Cumberlidge, is unable to make it tonight. But everybody has nine minutes set. So before, it was going to be really kamikaze-like. We were going to have to keep real huge amounts of tra like track, like very keep everybody really on track and like on time. But. So we kind of, we got a little time. We could take a little time between um, the nine minute sets, but we still kind of have, we're usually much looser here at CPCL. Um, and we just kind of, we do like, we kind of stopped even making schedules and just sort of let everybody go. But tonight we are on a schedule because it's the hot shit show with the hot shit players. And just for everybody to know, those hot shit players are King, Oh, right. You're right. You're right. Um, so our our Kim B. Miller, I'm just going to go in order of how I see you on my screen. Mel Bradley, Clive Oseman, Crow Rudd, Louise Holland, Natalie Saligren. I'm not sure if I said that right. Carolyn Hashimoto, King B. Miller. And yeah, that's it. And Ken's missing. So and Bart should be here as well any minute although he wanted to he requested to go last and i think although don't hold me to this i think his entire set might be new shit which is quite brave of bart to do tonight so like yay for bart well we'll see him when we see him um all right so yeah no you're sorry so sorry about that crow like i've been like ah, like wait okay the first show was this three and the second show was this three so, um, I don't know, Kim, are you okay with going first? I'm good to ask you to unmute. You can all can unmute yourself. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, because I noticed on your, um, 
I noticed on your your FB and social media that you're like you've been performing quite a lot lately, so I figured you'd be old hat and not too not too worried about having an open opening slot. So that was anyways my decision. But that's so cool. Um, I'm gonna put you on the spotlight. Okay. And I gotta turn on my clock. And you just let me know when I'm ready to start the stopwatch function. I'm going to turn mine on, too. That way I don't go over time. Ready. Okay, go. Hello, everyone. The first poem. Um, I always do a disclaimer because my parents have heard some of my poems and I do a lot of parenting poems and it's not about them. And they're like, you do tell them it's not about us, right? No, it isn't about them. And it isn't, but you know, unfortunately, this is somebody's story. And when I read this poem someplace, she came up to me and said it was my story. And that's very unfortunate. This is a poem between a mother and a daughter. The mother goes first. Do you even recognize the flow of hate? When was the last time you said thank you and a but did not soon follow? Thank you, but. Hypocrisy surging through your veins. Fully oxygenated viciousness spread daily. Respectful to none but the mirror, but spitting lyrical toughness. Be thankful or be quiet. Hmm. Well, Ma, I hear your lyrics, but that's not to my song, you see. I'm fruit picked directly from the tree that now denounces my existence. You took me with you everywhere except church. Kanye walking with Jesus took me more than you. If hypocrisy is this family's recipe, I learned from the best. A foundation built on ass will not stand. And dick you trust. Yet you look at me with discerning eyes? Close your thighs and maybe we could talk. I can't even recognize you standing up since you're always on your back. If duplicity is this family's recipe, I'm not the only leaf clinging to his roots. The only thing you taught me was to keep my legs toned and my ass tight. The only class you taught was the art of man, and my body was the center of the universe. I got King Kong on a bracelet, his balls on my earrings. Inspiration for greatness. I remind the possibilities, so you said. I am no anomaly. I'm my mother's daughter. I lived, I learned, and I conquered. I'm a homegrown hooker. Now step back, pimp, before I forget you brought me in this world. You created this Da Vinci. Now step back and enjoy your heart. Okay. Hey. Hold up. Uh, next poem, is um, letters to the fellas and letters to the ladies. So let's see, whichever one I find first is the one I'll read first. First, but you're looking and you had it open and the thing shifts. Okay, ladies. 
dear ladies. I understand some of you are frustrated because your search of a good man has left you empty. But is there a problem with the candidates or the interviewer? I listened to your despair past loves as you floated on a lake of disgust, your heart repairing itself yet again. Then I stepped back to see through masculine vision. The portrait painted seldom matches the model. We are keepers of truth and destroyers of fact. Our vision distorted, our tongue sharp, our legs open. Let's let truth breathe. You say you want strength wrapped in true skin. You say you want dependability looking back at you with respect. But who do you extend your hand to while you quote what you don't want? You look past the very definition of a man and invite boys in his place, blaming the overlooked man you ignored, but not yourself. Lyrically, you're all versed on the songs about romance and finance requirements, but shouldn't that person be stuck with you calling it a job? Beauty painted on, padded in, spanked in. Disguise features, hidden flaws. Many of you sing about not wanting scrubs. So many women sing that song proudly. I just question why. The sin that eliminated your potential mate was his seat assignment? So no carpooling for your mate, huh? Hmm. Ladies, didn't many of us get to our destination riding without girlfriend? Hmm. We are known to fly as a collective, so is that hypocritical juice you're sipping on? What if a man don't want no scrub? A girl butt clapping at the passenger's ride of his girlfriend's ride trying to holler at him. Hmm. I'll put this a simple way for you. If you put out honey, you get bees. You put out sugar, you get ants. You put out ass, you get assholes. You know what I mean. Some women look for the head before they look at the head. Ladies, your foresight was blocked by his foreskin. Remember, you said you wanted a good man. I did you just want a man that's good? Here's a good man, but you wanted to play. That's what you picked. He had somebody when you got with him, but you took his number anyway. Yeah. So really, is the fact that you're a queen and you can't find a king, or he doesn't want a side pick? Hmm. I don't know what you want to call yourself, but... I think you need to stop being that imposter and start calling yourself exactly what you are. The open leg hotel always seems to have room for one more guest. Hmm. Maybe he's looking for someone to be his peace and not his peace. Got the word wrong. <laughs> anyway, the question is not, is he the right man? The real question is, are you the right woman? Dear fellas, I understand you're searching for a queen, but your candidates are scarce. <laughs> Maybe it's because you're looking at applicants instead of qualifying them. If your true desire is greatness, you're going to have to look past your penis to find it. There are women of God available, but you dismiss them when their butt don't clap and their panties don't drop. A queen willing to guard her temple is valuable, but not in your mind. Sex is your sole focus. Instead of guiding her to her heavenly father, you try to get her to call you daddy. Stop worrying how much semen you create and focus on how many amens you can generate. 
If you want to get somewhere, speak to our souls. Our thighs are not open to interpretation. You cannot determine a woman's value based on her size. And some of you have more rigid requirements for your woman than the Olympic qualifying team, yet you haven't been to the gym in years. If your woman must have a six-pack, then you best be in shape yourself. Then there are the fellows who want to rule a woman. The only commander-in-chief is one, and it ain't you. <laughs> we ain't looking for daddies, and we are looking for companions. And you need to know what you really want anyway. If you're looking for someone to clean, hire a maid. If you're looking for someone to cook, hire a chef. If you're looking for someone to ride, get you a horse. If all you want is the cookie, there are women out there willing to provide just that. But go find you some rental cookie. Don't pretend to be a king in order to date a queen, then hit the door before the wet spot dries. If you can't stay for breakfast, you shouldn't have asked for dessert. Look, we hate fakeness. Real is what we crave. So don't imitate or conform to impress us. We ain't looking for someone to assimilate. We're looking for someone to date. We ain't looking for someone a cliff note of a woman. We're looking for someone who wants the full-length version. Address us with respect. Don't call us names, and we won't call you any. <laughs> How would you like it if we came up to you and said, hey, what's up, too short, not getting any, missing not my type? Then your precious ego would be in need of repair. Besides, you ain't as slick as you think you are. You haven't invented a new shade of Kool-Aid. We've already drank that brand before, okay? Close to me, I'm out of time. I'll finish this one. <laughs> you haven't invented a brand new shade of Kool-Aid. We've already tasted that one, okay? All you're doing is giving us some Similac mixed with crap, and it's not new. It's baby formula for boys who haven't learned to walk with real women yet. So just know, we are 24-7 women, we are not a cliff note, and we won't slow down our pace to fit you into ours. So you either step up, step over. Thank you. Yay! <laughs> That's rad. Hey, thank you so much for opening and for being here. That, that was, was great. Fire. Thank you. It was fire. Fire. <laughs> thank you. You're hilarious, oh, no, too. I was going to open up the show with the Laverne and Shirley theme song, and I totally forgot. Oh, anyways, we'll come in from break from it. Okay, so thank you so much. I'm going to put reset. And who did I have on my list? Clive, are you ready to go? I am, but just before I start, um, yeah. I've got a friend who's trying to get in. Um, okay. Uh, the link didn't work, apparently, on the email, so I've sent her the, the link again, but she doesn't know the passcode, and I don't know the passcode. Does anybody know the passcode? Um, I think I do. I've got to go check it out. Hold on a second. I'm just going to look here. Okay, so one seven nine nine five seven. One seven nine nine five seven. Yeah. Okay, that's great. So should get somebody coming in in a couple of minutes. Okay, cool. All right. right. Let's just... spotlight you, baby. There we go. 
Let me know when you're ready. I'm not quite ready because I've just changed something on my phone. Okay, right, I'm ready. Good time. All right, take it away. So, I'm Clive, and I'm going to start by shattering a few illusions about popular children's characters. They all seem great, don't they? But when the cameras are not around, some of them are absolute bastards. And this is possibly unsuitable children's stories. Humphrey, the chunky West Country monkey, had on Comfy Rumpy Pompy with the grumpy Humpty Humpty Dumpty. Andy Pandy was feeling randy, but Miranda Panda wasn't handy. He got turned down by sexy Sandy, who branded him as Nambi Pambi, so Pan Shandy was fine and dandy. Donald Duck was out of luck in the quest for a fuck, and he fussed and cussed how much this sucked, so he hired a quack whore for 40 bucks. SpongeBob SquarePants had some bants with a man from France, but the man from France started to rant, and at a glance produced a lance. Poor Bob cracked, cacked his pants, and ended up in an ambulance. Postman Pat had a secret stash of lots of smack and crack and hash. He was a very brash chap who got into scraps when out on the lash, and only his cat knew he was EDL fash trash. Tom and Jerry got very merry on a bottle of sherry and jumped on the ferry to County Kerry. Tom felt a rumbling in his belly. Jerry's legs turned to jelly and he ended up in peri-peri. Rupert the bear had a bit of a scare. He ripped himself open on a broken chair and they tried to stuff him with Donald Trump's hair. But the glare he gave and said, don't you dare. I'd rather be dead than have any Trump in there. And Stormy Daniels agrees, to be fair. All children's heroes have an alternative story, some full of glory, some pretty gory. But what they never told you on Jack and Ori was Peppa Pig's grandma got shagged by a Tory. Thank you. Um, yeah, so talking of Tories, of course, it was Cameron that shagged a pig, allegedly. Um, but any pig with any self-respect would tell our current glorious leaders to just fuck off. And people overseas ask, what's it like to have a prime minister like that? It's like a biscuit dunked in tea too long, the slime found in the garden pond, 0.07 if you play James Bond, Brexiteers well and truly conned, one of a kind like Hitler's ghoulie, jilted John without his Julie, a cheap umbrella when it's blowing a hoolie. He can't have been elected, surely. A cigarette without a light, the suntan, the suntan you would get at night. Massive piles when you take a shite. Serial liar, but that's all right. A hotel with no paying guests. Royalty without the incest. Donald Trump's hand in a bigly contest. Looks like a scarecrow, way past its best. Manchester City without the money. Looney Tunes without Bugs Bunny. A comedian that isn't funny. And don't even think of the alimony. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, um, I've now got a couple of guests to introduce to you for, for the, the last two pieces. Um, uh, the first one, um, yeah, um, I'm a good guy. I like to share the spotlight, so that's why I'm doing it. And we are now going greyhound racing for the 128 at Balmoral. And I'm just going to move over so that the guests can come in. is on the move 
It isn't a real one. These politically correct people ruin everything, but never mind. And they're off! Three traps fast, like Andrew being pursued by the feds. Trap one, Bojo Boris, slow to react as always. So three leads going into the first bend. Five and six have a right royal bumping match like Harry and Wills at a family gathering. Three leads two, two is in hot pursuit like a Spencer chasing a royal husband. Then came four, five, six, and the slow starting one. They head up the back straight, and two night catches the early leader and looks in a strong position. Oh, but she's got tangled up with trap four, James Hewitt, giving five a chance of claiming the prize. Trap five, Mick Camilla takes it up and pales away from the back. One is making some grind, but has left way too late, as always. Five is going to win this by the length of Charles's ego. Five wins, four runs on for second. And to be honest, who gives a flying fuck who came third? If you bet it... You haven't got as much money now as you had a minute ago. So it's the food bank for you. Thank you very much. So that's the Queen doing a, a greyhound commentary at Balmoral. You, you never thought it, would you? So let's hope my last impression is as accurate and spot on as that one was, because I know that sounded just like the Queen. So let's just hope that this one is just as good and you'll soon know who it is. My name is Brian Blessed. I don't know what happened. I went to bed with my feigned, booming voice and woke up sounding like I'd had some sort of accident with my bollocks. But I hadn't, of course. Oh, no, not at all. So, OK, I've got a high-pitched voice. And let me tell you, my bollocks, the very alliterative bollocks of Brian Blessed, would have to be fucking enormous for my voice to change so dramatically because an experiment went wrong. And I'm not discussing the scale of my testicles. Not that I had an accident or anything. I'm just saying. Stop looking at me like that. I don't know why you are obsessing about bollocks anyway. Half of you haven't got any, and the other half should be advised not to put them anywhere near a food mixer. Not that I did that, obviously. I'm famous enough for it to get in the papers if I did. Anyway, the nurses said if I had mangled them, my voice will return, uh, sorry, would return to normal fairly soon. In the meantime, I have a Shakespeare parody to, I need to read. I hope the bastards still pay me. This is Shakespeare's greatest hits as performed by someone on Zoom with low bandwidth and transcribed by someone who had never heard or read any Shakespeare. It's called Shakespeare in the Age of Doom and Zoom. All the worlds are plague, and all the 5G masks are COVID spreaders. We wear our masks and social distance, and those so inclined sayeth their prayers. But we, should we cough or sneeze or such, we attract such hateful, anxious glares. The suspicion all becomes too much. In a web of fear, we are ensnared. The holiday in Jersey is not strange. It is relatively COVID-free. 
I much prefer to go to Spain, but verily fuck that quarantine. If you must holiday in England, go to the coast, don't stay inland. With grimy cities and forsooth its towns, like shitty Warwick bringeth frowns. Alas, poor Warwick, its sewers smell, so putrid has to make one heave. Within five miles I feel unwell, and the locals beg to take their leave. Anne Hathaway once travelled that way to meet a man with feigned virility. But his breath smelt of shit, and he wore a toupee, so she ended up with me. Wow is the winter in our discount tent, purchased in the Argus sale. It was flimsy and weak, just upped and went, leaving us bare in a howling gale. Shylock wanted his pound of flesh, Antonio went pale. Bassanio stole a beautiful Porsche, but the pigs let him out on bail. All your sisters have got old, and so have you, you pribbling, weather-bitten haggard. You think you look youthful, but truth be told, your flesh, it teems with maggots. Now, I'll try to keep this bit brief, because it's all it doth befit. And after all, tis my belief that brevity is a holy shit. Have not I blue eyes? Have not I blue hands and blue uh, organs? Fucking hell. Call an apothecary. Thank you very much. So that was yeah, that was that was um what's he what's his call? What's he called? Brian Blessy. He, you know, he, he didn't have an accident with his bollocks at all. It didn't get him caught in a food mixer or anything. So that's me done. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Thank you so much, Clive. Yay! I love the characters. I wonder if the Americans know who Brian Blessed is. He's just like, I don't know. Do you wanna like, who wants to explain Brian Blessed? He's basically an actor with a very voice! He's what, yeah, he's one of, like, the sort of Shakespeare, like a hangover Peter O'Toole, Richard Harris, Shakespearean guy, right? Like, Royal Academy of Dramatic Art, I suppose. Um, anyways, um, and just so that we can move along and not uh, have you guys listening to Penny Whistles, uh, our next reader is our next hot shit player is Louise Holland. Yay! Are you ready, Louise? There she is. Hello. Hi. Oh, I'm gonna take myself off speaker view because that's just me oh, showing poetry to myself. Like... No, y'all can have me on speaker view if you want. But I'm just gonna. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Look at all of your beautiful gotcha. faces gotcha. and not my own. Right, gotcha. <laughs> right. I think hey. it did. Okay. I've got a couple to read, so I'm just going to start. They don't take nine minutes anyway. Um, okay. <sighs> okay. Puzzles. I know a lot of words. Sometimes they're even the right ones. Often they're not. I want them to be right. You can't make the wrong words right. Right? I chew jigsaw shapes. The corners always stick in my throat. And I'm choking on the bits that you need, the right bits. And the puzzle looks sad and you end up looking at me like I'm in I regurgitate them at night in my head and they go together 
just right and you can see the picture and you understand it. And it really is quite beautiful, I promise. That's that one. <laughs> I'm just going to go straight through them. Um, so this one is called um, Pata because I thought titling it a poem about my chebs was a bit too on the nose. Um, someone's not muted. <laughs> They've been through a lot in 36 years. They've been grabbed, teased, pinched, squeezed. They've been licked and sucked. And yes, they've been fucked. They've been used for the pleasure of others whilst weighing down my own self-worth. And it wasn't all bad, but I'm taking them back. They're mine, not yours. That's that one. <laughs> Needs must. You were in my head today. Yesterday too. And too many days before that. You can't stay there. So I'll take your hair. I'll take the way that you speak, the shape of your face, your body. And I'll make a mosaic that pretentious cunts will cut their chins over. And you'll fucking hate it. But you can't stay in my head. It isn't safe. I live there. Prescription. I write about you under a blue light. Cubicle stained with other people's juice. Fantasies, despair, that whore's number. Faceless names scrawled in half-fucked felt pen or scratched hard into the plastic. I can't see my veins in here. But I feel you vibrating through them. Next. <laughs> Uh, this is the nest. <laughs> she was chosen to carry them, she thinks. Nurture the chaos in her stitching, the best person for the worst job. Mother nature of declaring this one. They tear holes with razor blade wings, stinging and crawling in the noise. It's so loud, always so loud. It's incessant. They follow her through dreamscapes and picnics in the park. They taunt and bite and buzz, 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 and more than once she's tried to exercise them. To blow them away with smoke, wash them away with booze, with fucks wet, with fucking sage and sharpened blades, but nothing works. They lie dormant sometimes. Give her pincushion heart a moment to heal, allow the lungs a steady breath, let the mind flow freely, but they resurface always. There have been times when she just wished that fucking swarm would swamp her, that they'd buzz and bite and sting until it was over and she was numbed by the pain and free. But no. Something stops her from just laying down. He stands, not tall, pretty weak. She grabs them in her fists anyway and whispers over the noise. Not today, cunts. 
that's mm. that one. <laughs> and I'm gonna <laughs> leave you <laughs> with uh, Limbo. My really posh telephone voice kinda sounds like good afternoon, Pharmacy Louise speaking. How may I service you? Have you been bad? Very, very bad. And I don't know why I do it, it just happens. I want to be incinerated like clinical waste. It's how the what the fuck do you mean my prescription will be 10 fucking minutes? You're only putting it in a bag. People see me. And it's how I feel. Simvastatin, aspirin, diazepam, tamazepam, bedroflumethize, buprenorphine, quetiapine, tramadol, methotrexate, ramipril, propranolol, atenolol, amlodipine, lithium, methadone, oxy, paracetamol, method, metformin, carbamazepine, ibuprofen. How about some sildenafil? Boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes. I'm generally awful at math, but fuck me, I'm a grand goddamn master of the 28 times table. I want them out of my eyes and out of my head because I'm choking. I'm overdosing on my passion and my pacelet, trying to find just a little bit of fucking space for them both. And then I cry and I laugh and I sleep and I get up and do the same thing again every day and the day after that because someone fucking has to, right? I don't have enough fingers to count the amount of times I've been told that I'm the reason that you'll die because, 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 I do take all of you home and dream about making it better, which is just fucking crazy, right? So yeah, burn me like clinical waste whilst I holler a big fuck you to Captain Pharma because I make no fucking difference. My country is the highest rate of drug-related deaths in the EU, whilst the suicide rate is an old uh, five-year high whilst we continue to sell opioids over the counter because the patient's wellness is more important than ever. It's not as important as 300 million in the bank. So, have you been bad? Don't we'll just enter your credit card details. And I've been Louise Holland and this has been both terrifying and fucking awesome so thank you very very much for your time everyone <laughs> mm. yeah. awesome stuff um i believe we have one performer it's natalie after and then we go for a break natalie are you ready i'm ready Hi. i'm natalie is coming Hi. to us from finland Finland, yeah. but I'm Australian, so I'm going to have an Australian theme <laughs> this evening. A little. Um, okay, let's get it into nine minutes. My country yeah. is burning. Eucalypt sweats from the leaves and I'm drunk on the unbearable heat. I meditate in the stench and absorb it. The sun's rays break in the dry riverbed and my own path crosses the caterpillar dreaming. Wisdom's recorded in oral tradition. 
ochre shapes on the rock face, footsteps traced, sprayed in paint bearing the old ways, creation recorded, wisdoms carved, first people, spiritual guide, the stories are told across the skies, rites, ceremony, wisdom, initiate, and this is all bigger than me, and this is all bigger than me. Scratched fossils cracked wide open. I find I'm digging for my own survival. I struggle to retain the ground I walk on, but the sand is forgiving and moulds to me. I wake up and hear the roar of the engine. I shake to see a digger with intention. Backs break when bulldozed with aggression. Dig pits out pockets where ancient worlds hide in crushing petroglyphs of wisdom, destroying old world origin, dominating with ignorance. Fracking fractures the earth's crust, forcing out our hearts, gas, back-burning methods lost all control, old-growth forests has lost its soul like drilling rigs, insensitive coral, like tearing down Gondwana lands hold, like endangering our marsupials, like taking babies from their mama's fold, like creating a law for genocide, like following a leader who makes you lie, like following a leader who makes you lie, like following a leader who makes you lie, like I'm burning. Fossil fuels light up the horizon, wasted water rusts the pipelines, rum's vicious cycle of inheritance captivated, adult into humility, ashes beyond ashes, dust burnt to dust. My country is burning, the carbon's expanding, there's no rites, no ceremony, no wisdom, dissipate, lost at the cold. To the man, this is a left to the man who tied my dreams to his feet like a shadow he wanted to play with, I thank you. The man who made sure the boom of his voice overpowered the whistle of the train I missed, thank you. To the man who elbowed me out of the way to be the first in line with ideas that were mine, to take credit in the limelight, Thank you. To the man who growled warnings at me like an old street dog, hardly disguising disgust as I too peed on the pole. I. To the man who took offence not to ideas not meant to undermine, following the paranoid lion, playing the blame game, silently shaming, constructing the silo effect as a way of punishing. I. To the man who disguised his inner, inner wolf with a charismatic style all the while, playing with his balls, hoping I'd go down half less trouble. I thank you. From you, I learnt the big bad world starts right at my feet. From you, I learnt that trust and empathy are my own worst enemy. I see the strainy and lit crack. We bit a nest that not having stretched for some time. I watched your snarl flicked with an unconscious itch. I met you before, you know, in another story, 
at another time. Puppet master. Captain hooked them up Peter Pan, the greedy wolf to Red Riding Hood with your element of surprise. It struck me unexpectedly as I slipped to the ground, looking around, thinking I'd dealt with it all. And that's what makes this ruthless thief, that's what makes this hostile grief, the dis-expectation, the miscombobulation, watching the train depart as I'm left at the station. In a line in between that modesty draws between suffering and exposure, between professionalism and a two-bit between the victim and the enabler. And thankfully, my thickened skin toughens on the surf. The scar tissue dulls the pain as my memory fades. Was that one? Last one, and it's epic. The Great Rock. Nothing is sacred. When you see a long queue at the peak of Mount Everest, when the mystique of the Himalayan range can't simply be admired for its grandeur, when humans push themselves so far, the force of ambition takes over. And the next prosperous step strike that off our list. Nothing is sacred. When rivers worldwide polluted by antibiotics, where wildlife swims in the thick water streams which exceed environmentally safe standards by over 300 times, where from the deepest depths we trawl out plastic idly thrown at family picnics, nothing is sacred. When gas pipelines build over significant sites, lands which hold a different wealth, assumptions that modern infrastructure fit entire populations do not take in for our consideration first world standards placed firmly on third world conditions the gap is increasing and we spend our time thinking why is this not working no one is sacred 20th century australia generations of babies taken from families bred into white society death of a culture on slow Desert survival techniques caught up in an earlier slaughter. Over 200 languages in Australia alone dropped to 130. We only consider this as we read the Nothing is sacred when a white man has a budget in his fat hand and the introduction of flour was so long ago now. Authorities hold identities in the form of plastic cards with numbers and names on record to buy canned rations at the local Water is the only sacred resource left, but pipelines don't even reach all communities. Parallel existence running alongside poverty does not give us immunity. No one is sacred. In Central Australia 2007 intervention, government gave themselves authority again to remove children from their families. This time, army troops raid remote townships, taking babies from their mummers. 2007, the removal of children from kinship, systems which are complex and none of our business, really. We'd only spent the last few decades putting band-aids on the loss of a culture. Nothing is sacred. When the stiff upper lip goes his way with a pompous puff, am I going to climb that giant rock? Well, that rock now, Uluru now. Traditional owners have passed a white man's law somehow that is a significant fight. But that battle we don't realise has been working for decades alongside bureaucrats. 
tooling and systems that were not their own in a language symbolising death of own dialect, burning laws that had nothing to do with their land fighting fights detracting from own identity. And as I sit here with my memories feeling strongly about what should be we're dumbed down by our flashing screens and we scroll down to find the right article to read so we can all stand quite proudly and speak. It is politically incorrect to climb the giant rock. But in the last days of trailblazers, traffic, photo toe on the Great Uluru, the same ignorance shown through class by riding down on the skin of their asses is nothing sacred. And it was. Thank you so much. That was always fucking epic, man. Thank you so much for closing the first half. Um, hey, thanks, CPCL. <laughs> so awesome to have you. Yeah, um, so we're gonna take. Uh, we'll we'll go. We'll take till nine ten. Or wait, till wait. Well, help me, math nine. We'll take till nine and we'll reconvene and we'll do the second half. And yeah, I got to go order food. Awesome. And I think maybe people aren't delivering to my neighborhood because I'm on the parade route (laughs) or to my house. Anyways, so I'll be right back. You're listening to CPCL here at Mutiny Radio. We're going to take a little break and play, play the breaker here. And we'll be back in 10 minutes with more poetry, the second half of CPCL, the PBH Fringe from Edinburgh. Of swimming through a sea of podcasts, are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny ra- radio, my friend. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. 
No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Let's watch full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of... Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah, L W A F L M O Y T. Yeah, That's every Sunday, two p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, five percent, five percent. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. Five p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh, uh, uh, let's watch full length. Oh, wait, let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See, ya. See you next month. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. And I started to do some thinking. I had a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Looking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good to see you. I am a Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
Mikey, that song is called Acid and Fapping. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Bamtastic's Deep in the Mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge with the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org. I think, like, on, like, some of the merch stuff that I did, I think I put, like, Choose Port, We Choose Life. Um... And then when this started up last year, I was like, I might use that. Mostly because I couldn't think of anything else. Um, but yeah. I thought it, it had a transporting connection. Or, yeah. Yeah. It seemed to ring a bell. Yeah. Yeah. And we're back. Hello. Yeah. Um, well, I'm really bad with naming things. I've got a, um, I'm working on like a new portrait photography thing. Um, and I have no idea what I'm going to call it. That's a, that's the hardest part, like writing the forms and stuff. That's fine, but like coming up with a title for the thing, Jesus. Well, you should let someone Ken, else do it. Ken, you should have a little contest. Yeah, have... just get 
have a bunch of people get, get, get Ken to do it. Yeah. Or like, seriously, he's week. responsible for my title. The reason I have such a nice title, Ken. That's seriously, basically why? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we can. Why, why don't we do something on CPCL and everyone can yeah. let us read your stuff, and then we'll, we'll all you choose the best. I mean, if you have a bunch of brains out here. We'll figure out something for you. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. That would be an yeah, honor. We'll oh my that. god, to be able to title someone's book. Holy crap, that's exciting. Like that's what an opportunity, yeah. what a neat, what a neat thing. No, we'll do as that. long as people don't take advantage of that, you're fine. <laughs> I mean, knowing what CPC, I was like, probably mm. will. That'll probably just be called "Don't Be a Dick." <laughs> that's the best name. That's what you should oh, title I'm gonna have to it. Call it that now. <laughs> no, that's not a bad. Title. It's not a bad title. I'm gonna have to call it that now. <laughs> See, Andy. Andy actually wanted to call at the beginning when we talked about doing the because we did the for the stay at home for the stay at home yeah. range. And when we talked about doing it more often, Andy's first suggestion was what was it like? Oh, fuck, 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 fuck pretentious poets or something. Yeah, fuck pretentious poets. <laughs> Jesus, I, God. At first, I was like, We're, and I used I was, to be oh, such really a cunt. <laughs> Oh wow, yeah, Jesus! I'm so glad we went with choose what we choose. Life, Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, don't listen to me. This is why I don't title things. I thought that was kind of funny. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> My gloves are too pretentious for this poem. <laughs> oh, last night. There's where you betray yourself as fringe. The untitledness and the fact that yeah. too, I don't give a kid. <laughs> So last night I did a, um, a poetry event in this um, for this homeless charity, and next door was a bar. I went to the bar to bring the drink back round, and I ordered my beer or whatever. And then the barmaid was like, "Good luck," and I was like, what "You mean?" He's like, "You're a poet, clearly." Like, because the way I was dressed, I was like, <laughs> I mean, "Yes, but rude." <laughs> like, what do you mean I'm a poet? I'm, these are my clothes. My God. <laughs> Yeah. You've made it. You are a visible poet. Like, I, just, I, just, yeah. I wanted to go and get changed. I felt like such a hipster. That's incredible. <laughs> I didn't think so, it was possible, but you've done it. Yeah. If she doesn't, I'm, I'm, I'm clearly poet. buying the wrong shoes. <laughs> no, my, my, my aim is so nobody knows I'm a preacher, actually. That's, <laughs> that's my game. You're a preacher? Hmm. Learning okay, so I guess we're back from break, and now I have got to find Mel, who I am sure is ready to go. It's nighttime. Hello, Bondi. Mel. This is everybody. Hi. Welcome, Mel Bradley, hey, to Mel. our our a hot shit player, Mel Bradley, to our hot shit show. Hi. Take it away, Mel. Okay, so here in Derry, um, today is Foil Pride, and obviously there is there are other parades that are happening, but because of COVID and all the rest of it, we haven't had Pride and for this is the second year and it's devastating. So I'm going to do some queer, some queer themed poetry in honour of Pride. Um, the first piece was the first piece that I ever did for Sam, so start the time. Hmm. I don't care much for lipstick. It's not really my thing. It makes my lips feel obvious and somewhat out of place. 
wasn't always so shy of my assets. My younger days relished their advantage back when I was playing dress-up, pretending I was a girl. I wore my supposed sexuality with pride and loved those lurid shoes, the racy red, hot orange, party purple, oh, and seductive pink, purple and pink to make the boys wink. Well, that's what I'd always been told, purple and pink, and boy, did they wink, then move in for a little bit more. But the unattractive, contagious rash dressed up in those lurid hues, the smashed up red, not so hot orange, hung over purple. And what was so seductive about that pink? It took me a long time to realize what my dress up play really meant. See, that was my way of making me feel normal and not so out of place. But I hid how I felt inside my head, only joking with half serious intent because I didn't understand what I was what the rules were for being me. Then you came into my world with your cheeky, confident wink, giving me the warm and fuzzies that I'd hold on to for days and days. You didn't like being a girl. You weren't comfortable in your skin. It was through you I finally understood myself and realized what I had to do. See, you're not one for lipstick either. I mean, not really your thing too. You like my lips, the way they are. I am pretty enough for you. Now, yours is the only wink I want. Our kiss is unattractive and contagious rash-free, with no need for pretending or playing dress-up. The consent of the truth is just you and me. Thank you. Um, and the second piece is <laughs> was, um, the sort of like the journey to writing the play that I, that I put together last year for Pride, and it's called Beyond Me. Beyond first shock, breath into cold, unfamiliar air, hands that grapple the blinding, stark white glare, swaddle tightly, now secure in safe arms, and strokes on noses, skin to skin, feel warm. Beyond the, you can be anything you dream of, bold astronauts and perfect ballerinas, driving fire engines or being a fox, adventurer games, the dressing up box. Beyond school day classrooms and uniforms, learning to sit in neatly lined rows, pristine counting and spelling, language expanding, friendships formed and playgrounds, bonds unending. Beyond traditions and cultures of growing up orange and green in, in this wee corner of humanity, of altar boys and girls' brigade costumes, processions and ceremonies, alignment assumed. Beyond class and notions of rising above, head down, work hard, strive more and more and more. Gotta get out of here, gotta get it elsewhere. A chance to just be without the past, aware. Beyond Experiments and identity, trying to find the one that fits flawlessly, expectations set, ideal prescribed, the need to belong, to find the right tribe, performing self to the outside, rehearsing gestures for the mirror days, practiced faithfully, guarded in style, straight back, tummy and chin up, lips part, smile, beyond the pride flags, and the party club scene, flamboyant boys in loud colours, dancing free, girls in flannel shirts, hair short, tattoos, tough, pushing boundaries. Far, far enough. Beyond gender, decided in those first breaths, 
by a doctor that never asked, a life mask, dressed in pink, climbing trees, feeling wrong, trapped inside a body that doesn't belong. Beyond fighting the legal rhetoric, have a flirtation, maybe a relationship, witness life as partners exchange a name celebrated openly. No fear, no shame. Beyond stripping down needless barriers, clearing out old prejudicial debris. Let me ask you, honestly, what you see, you look beyond the labels of me. Thank you. <clears throat> My last piece is called Confused. True story. You're the worst lesbian in the world is the line I get thrown at me the most. It's as if they think my sexuality is open game for their ill-humoured joke. They laugh, shrug it off, tell me to wise up. It's just their unique style of banter. Like, somehow, it's my own fault. I'm setting myself up. Hang on there. Can we just halt? Oh, confused. You think I'm confused, that I can't seem to make up my own mind that someday I'll simply wake up and leave this woman nonsense behind that I have an awkward lack of ability to make decisions or even commit because you haven't worked out how your neat little box fits. Oh, I'm greedy. I want it all, my cake and then maybe another slice. I'm promiscuous and my sluttish ways are part of some experimental vice. I wish I didn't feel the need to explain to somehow qualify my very being. I get tongue-tied, exasperated and end up just agreeing. Because it's easier that way. I hate conflict. In truth, you're not even remotely curious. You're more than a little oblivious as to how your words are injurious. And yeah, maybe you faced yourself naked in the mirror and thought about all the insecurities you have and the countless demons that you fought. But see, it's a little hard for me to put myself in your shoes because of the chipping at the armor that I carry exposes all the shame and self-doubt, and I know it's not just temp temporary. <laughs> I get this on both sides, from my gay friends and straight, as if whom I sleep with is a general topic for debate. And whilst I like to jest that I'm more the equal opportunity sort, Please don't think this gives you an excuse for some so-called witty retort and letting me know that you're really open to the proposal of a threesome because it kind of fires your arousal, makes me roll my eyes and inwardly count to ten. Come on, breathe deep now. Find that inner place of zen. I'll fuck whomever I choose and I won't give a damn if you can't quite work out if, you're, if my preferences are for a woman or a man. Not in the relationship's type. At least for the moment, that's my way. Maybe I'll meet an extraordinary gentleman or lady someday. My attraction is to human beings, not the layout of their anatomy. It doesn't mean I have a roving eye or misunderstand the concept of monogamy. But for once and for all, let me explain, or at least let me try. We really do exist in this world. That's right. Some of us are by. Thank you so much. Woohoo! Woohoo! Awesome! That was amazing. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Mel, for coming. Some of us are probably. 
I discovered recently, well, not that recently, but during lockdown, that there's a name for me that I apparently I'm pansexual. And I was like, oh, cool. And apparently, as I was like, oh, right on. Like, I didn't know. I'd just been saying bye all these years. Like, I had no idea. But anyways, that was like, but all these words, like, it's so funny for me because, like, because I'm old. And, like, I'm always finding out the new words and the new words change so quickly because of the internet. Like, it's like, that did, that's when I was coming up, like, words stuck around for at least, like, three or four months before they got, like, anyways. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, thank you. Um, and awesome. I've, to- I've yeah, totally identified with all of that. Um, so, who next is, I see, this is why I kept re- Posting the. Does anybody know who the hell else like is next? Or not who the hell else, but like I know Bart is last, and then and Crow. Carolyn Hashimoto. Let me take a look. Carolyn. Carolyn Hashimoto. Carolyn. 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 That is it. How can I forget about Carolyn? Welcome, Carolyn Hashimoto. Hey, boo, boo. He fucking menopause brain, man. Can I, can I just say for the record that I do write poems not about cows? <laughs> um, but I just, just bear, I promise this is the last one. I've just got to get it out of my system and we'll be good. To hear it, this could be the last cow reading ever. Okay. Woo! So we're with this. Recording Sorry, it. We're in my hat. That's my field. That's my cow. Oh, his third eye's fallen off. Shit. (laughs) Bear with me. Mindy, never thought you'd hear. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I don't mean to. Ooh, hang on. What am I like? Right, cow has got his third eye. We're ready. Okay. Uh, I'm going to screen up. Uh, let's get this spotlight off. That's horrible. Yeah, okay. Um, so this is about nine minutes of cow. Um, let's do that. Right. Cow is kind. Cow is lazy. Cow farts. Your mother is a fat cow, but she is kind. Your mother is lazy. She ruminates and regurgitates, and she farts. She's filthy, smelly heavy and slow, and she farts, and she embarrasses you in public, like now, when nature calls and she just can't help herself. She lifts her tail and farts, and then empties her bowels. Did your mother not tell you it's rude to point and stare at the stupid fat cow? Cow skips. Cow farts. Cow receives the semen of a prize bull. Cow says, fuck this. Cow takes a walk out of the barn, out of the farm, onto a residential street and comes across a city. Cow can't imagine. Cow can't imagine there's a place like this. Cow walks. She will learn to skip later. Sorry, I skipped ahead. Cow keeps walking. The grass is grey and hard here. She's feeling hungry, and you, poor calf, walk beside her. And you, this poor cow's child, walk beside her. Calf and cow walk into a car park and through the doors of a popular brand supermarket. Cow and calf, that is you, wonder why there are so many farmers here and so few cows. 
You cry. You're hungry. Mother cow knows this cry, knows you're hungry. Cow stops to let you feed. Cow nurse, cow tender, cow kind cow. Cow stops in the middle of the dairy aisle and lets calf feed. You, calf, drink your mother's milk and stare at cartoon cows on cartons. But you don't know what a cartoon or a carton is. And calf is full now. This place is so strange, but they smell a smell they are familiar with. It is cold, metallic. It smells like home. And they wonder, is this where they belong? You cry too. You are hungry too. You bite down on metal. You want milk. But mum is too busy filling up her trolley. She has things to do. She has things to buy. She knows this cry. She, she ignores it. Busy mum, tired mum, ignored mum, bad mum, good mum, drunk mum, yummy mum, stupid mum, lazy mum, perfect mum, mum you'd like to fuck mum, tired mum, poor old mum, she pushes on, buys flora buttery, battery farm eggs, orkney mature cheddar, milk leaks from her udders, she pushes on, you chew on rubber and you shit in your unrecyclable nappy, she buys bacon, and white morning rolls, you are hungry, Moo too. And I'm dreaming of the gentle whale nuzzling and guzzling its way through the plankton-filled sea. In my fantasy, I'm the whale, but this is the nightmare where I am plankton. Or am I microplastic? It's so fucking hard to tell the difference these days. And in your waking dream, continued, you chance upon a fistulated cow, inert and silent in the pet food aisle. Head low and heavy, udders masticized and covered in slurry. You wonder why a cow can't raise their head like a horse can, but still you can't resist. To pull the plug and plunge your hand into the unnatural hole. Tell me, what does it feel like to have your right arm elbow deep in the orifice of a cow? Squelchy, I imagine, sinewy too. Is this your first time? What if this is the nightmare? What if this is not a fantasy? Or what if it just gets stuck? If the laws of gravity and nature conspire against you, what if like a vacuum it pulls your arm in and the only way out is to chop it off? But then maybe that's just how the stupid cow likes it. You squat on your hind legs, grip the metal handle, you cry, you are in pain. Water pools around your heels. Cow knows, cow knows this pain. Cow knows this cry, and she pushes, just like you. You push, and they pull, and your babies drop. Land on the cold concrete floor. Her long, licky tongue licks away the fetal matter. It is warm. You are loved. Your fat, lazy, melancholy cow mum loves you, but time is up. She's not for you. There's no goodbye, calf. There's no goodbye. Your mother cries too, but she's not for you. If she was human, she would cry boo-hoo. But sometimes all a sentient being can say is moo. This is a message for all customers. This is not a nightmare. We repeat, this is not a nightmare. You see them now. The cows, the mild, the meek, the pigs, the cows, the sheep, not flying in the sky, like the saying we all kept saying, kept saying, but levitating on all fours, rising up into 
and beyond the clouds. Member of the cleaning team to aisle nine. Member of the cleaning team to aisle nine. They've left a white mess. They knew this day was coming, but didn't know. Didn't know. Couldn't have anticipated they might be halfway through a shit when they began to levitate or mid-birth. Abandoned fetal matter lies now in a pool of full fat milk in aisle nine, and someone has to clean this mess up. Whoa, watch out for the chinna. One of those could knock you out cold, and the dolphins, and the sharks, and all the other bycatch. Sea workers. Sea workers die unnatural deaths too, and fish out of water have limited time. They don't last long. Some were just too close to their last suffocating breath to make it up to their final undesignated destination, so they fall back down to earth. Thud, 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 thud. In times like this, you may have to reconcile yourselves to more deaths. And watch out for the vultures on aisle three. The crows, the pigeons, the eagles, the blackbirds, the starlings, the seagulls, the parrots, the budgies, the sparrows, the ravens, the blackbirds, the thrushes, the parakeets. They rip off the plastic and gorge themselves. And rump- hey everybody, thanks for listening to that poetry podcast. We're coming at you from the Zooms and the poetry usually on uh, every other high noon on the AltaCast. Coming up at uh, 2 o'clock, hopefully... Actually, I don't think she's coming in today. I think she's still, it might be her birthday week and she still might be in Chicago. But LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, we're hoping she'll come around. If she doesn't, that's okay. We're going to we're gonna call up my buddy Steve Poggi, uh, old dumb face himself, and see what he is up to in the hinterlands of the Midwest. Until then, we'll play some commercials and we'll be back on Mutiny Radio. Been through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny radio, my friend. I think I've got old Dumbface on the phone. Can you hear me? Dumbface? Poji? Can you hear me? Why can't I hear you? What's happening? Do, 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 do. This should be working and it's not. Steve? Say something. Can you hear me? Poji? Hello? Hello, can you 